Good Saturday evening, everybody. It's Vicki with Tail Talk, and I have a very, very happy German Shepherd with a Astro-type name who is really enjoying himself right now. Um, he's got his calling with him, and he just thinks this is a lot of fun that I throw it around, and he gets to chase after it, and sometimes he brings it back to me. And sometimes he's like, you can't get it. And well, I'm reaching. <laughs> he's got me stretched across. He's being a very good boy. He's being a gentleman. He's not trying to jump on the bed, but he is at the bottom of the bed. All right, there he goes. And he catches it by the second bounce. <laughs> well, I hope everyone's had a great Saturday. I have. My day has been more relaxed today, which has been awesome for me because I've been able to spend a lot of time bonding with Astro and just doing some fun type things as our instructor had today off. So we got up at our usual time, 5.30 a.m. and took them out for their park time and then brought them back in for their breakfast. And I decided to put my feet back up because I knew I wasn't going to be going out after breakfast, so I figured I would get my shower after uh, breakfast. And that's exactly what I did. And then uh, they had coffee break. Uh, for anybody who's been to the Seeing Eye, um, at 10 o'clock, uh, Monday through Saturday, they do what's called coffee break, where they have, gee, coffee. Isn't it amazing how that works? <laughs> and treats, they make nice cakes or coffee cake type stuff, cookies, something yummy. And uh, usually it's held in the dining room. A lot of times staff will come down and join the you know students for coffee, and it gives you a chance to meet some of the other staff. But on Saturdays, since the staff isn't here anyway, they bring up a divine tray of yummy things up to the common lounge upstairs where the coffee machine is. And, um, oh, so nice. So this morning I had a cookie. It's rather unusual. It was full of some kind of raspberry. It was good, but I could only eat one. <laughs> um, and I had some coffee. It was awesome. And then... Um, I just did some obedience with my boy and played. We've been playing all day today. He's got a lot of energy. <laughs> so after lunch, I was fortunate enough to be able to join in to my Guide Dog Users Incorporated board meeting, which at, at first I didn't think I was going to be able to do that. So I was so happy that I could, at least for some of it. I had to take a break in the middle to go off and do other things. Um, but it was great to be able to join in and be a part of that. Um, what I think I'll do at some point soon is I will share information about some of the wonderful groups that I'm a part of, such as, of course, the Seeing Eye and Guide Dog Users Incorporated. So, um, provide contact information for anybody who might be interested in looking into uh, these uh, wonderful groups. Um, and uh, so I will provide phone numbers and email addresses for, for um, these uh, very uh, wonderful um, groups that, especially for guide dog users, we really uh, try to keep our finger 
or, if you will, pause on the pulse of the guide dog world and what exactly is going on. Um, and, you know, the latest was the Delta Airlines issue um, and through organizations like GDUI working together, um, things have improved drastically on that score, but there is still so much more work to be done. Um, we did go over the wonderful, believe it or not, our weather <laughs> today. It actually, well, I heard it went up to 48. Ooh, 48, tanning weather. Uh, so we got to go out on the leisure path today, and it was very nice. My dog enjoyed it. It's a path, it's about a third of a mile in total. So if you go around it three times, you've done a nice mile. And um, it, it's relaxing. It's not a lot of crossings and that type of thing. It's, it's just a nice relaxing walk for you and your dog. And when the weather permits, there's a couple of beautiful gazebos that you can go and have a seat in and enjoy the air. Little chilly for that here today, but it was nice to go out with him. Give me that toy. You could bring that to me. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have it. Where is it? <laughs> He's got a smile. Look at that big face. Yes, yeah, so cute. So, <laughs> so I thought I would talk today a little bit about puppy raisers. Um, puppy raisers are awesome, and I feel very blessed to have been able to actually raise six puppies for the seeing eye. I feel like it's the least I can do after all that the seeing eye has done for me starting with my first dog in 1978. Um, so puppy raisers are what most, if not all, of our guide dog schools rely on to, you know, keep the dogs, teach the dogs the basic obedience and house manners. If you can imagine with me for a moment, we... The puppies are born, or they're, however the puppies are acquired, by our guide dog schools and kept in kennels until maybe 16, 17 months, and then their training is started. The dogs have seen nothing but kennels, have never experienced the world, and then all of a sudden, we're going to expect them to be well-adjusted working dog guides. Folks, it's just not going to happen. So, puppy raisers are responsible for taking a seven-week-old puppy and for the next year to year and a half socialize that puppy to just everything that you can imagine that a dog might experience as a working dog in his or her um, adult life. So <laughs> six times my puppy raiser coordinator came to our home with a anywhere from an 8 to 13 pound bundle of joy and oh, all I can say it's a good thing puppies are cute because my goodness at three in the morning that cuteness meter goes way way down <laughs> but they are cute and so it's up to us to get them housebroken to teach them how to behave in the house take them into public and get them used to public people. Public, yes, indeed. Um, they ask us to be careful about where we take them. Like, for example, they really don't want our puppies to go into too many restaurants. They're very careful about food-oriented businesses. But um, my puppies 
um, because there were times when I really had no choice, uh, have gone into restaurants um, because if we were traveling and I had my puppy with me, of course, I also have a working guide dog with me, and that kind of helps. The puppies are not protected at this stage of the game by the law, so because they're not actually working dog guides, one must go into any public place that they are considering bringing a puppy in and ask for permission. May I please bring this puppy in? Here's the information. This is what the puppy is being raised for. And for the most part, I have found that people were receptive. Occasionally, you're going to get a business who will say no, and you just deal with it, and then if they should try to do that to an actual working guide dog, the situation will be entirely different. Um... So, yes, fun stuff. Um, our puppy clubs do fun things like trips to the airport because many of these dogs will be flying, some quite a lot. Trips to a movie theater, trips to a mall, trips uh, sometimes in the nice weather, long walking trips, bus trips, train trips. Yes, we do everything we can to get these puppies um, ready for the real work that they were bred for. There are things that we avoid, such as fireworks and um, something along those lines that could really potentially traumatize a puppy. Um, but as you lay down this good, solid foundation, you're going to find that for the most part, and there's always your acceptance, exceptions, but for the most part, once you lay down the solid foundation and you are raising a confident, happy puppy, you're going to find that that will carry over into adult life. And it's not to say that there's never a possibility of fear. My dog uh, was not afraid of thunderstorms when I brought him home. He wasn't afraid of anything. And he still isn't, ex with the exception of the storms. And now that he lives in Pennsylvania, he will have many less, much less storms than what he had in Florida. Uh, Astro presents himself as a dog that really doesn't let anything bother him. And it'll be probably a month, a little over a month, before the stormy season really kicks in. <coughs> Excuse me. But I, don't, I, I would be surprised if he shows much interest because he just seems to be that type of dog. As I said, most of the schools, if not all, use puppy raisers um, to take care of the initial obedience and confidence building. Um, each puppy raiser is responsible for keeping uh, accurate records of how the puppy is doing. If there's any issues, it's up to that raiser to contact a leader in their club and their puppy raiser coordinator so that if it's an issue that needs to be dealt with, hopefully it can be and uh, dealt with so that it doesn't cause a possible problem. It really is in the school's best interest that if there is a dog that has an issue that cannot be dealt with, that that dog is released from the program and placed in a wonderful home, possibly with the same puppy raiser, or if they can't take the puppy, uh, then there are waiting lists for these wonderful dogs. Um, it's financially, these, you know, the seeing eye spends a tremendous amount of puppy, puppy, a tremendous amount of puppy on each money. Yeah, rented lips. A tremendous amount of money on each puppy. And so if indeed it isn't going to work out, it's much better if they know it earlier than later.
I did have my fourth puppy, beautiful shepherd named Euros. Love him, love him. And he just showed so much potential, sweetheart, beautiful. But he had what looked like a cataract on one eye. And after examination, they just couldn't take the chance that he would have a cataract that could obstruct his vision. So they released him from the program. And because I knew I would be heading back into class to train with a new dog, I had my retired dog, plus I wanted to raise a puppy. I just couldn't keep him. I would love to have kept him because he was just a sweetheart. But he ended up uh, being adopted out by a wonderful family, and I'm sure he's having an amazing life. So puppy raisers are interact differently depending on the school that they are working with. The seeing eye does not encourage or facilitate puppy raiser contact between graduate and puppy raiser. There, are no, there is no graduation and there is no celebration day where the puppy raiser comes to meet the graduate and the puppy. Other schools do have graduations and or uh, celebration days. I have my own thoughts on this and I will share my own personal opinion and certainly this is a, something that is up for discussion and I have had some rather interesting discussions with folks about this. I think, as I think back on my seeing eye history, it seems to me that the no contact policy was established by the seeing eye with regard to years ago when it was constantly that the blind or visually impaired person had to thank somebody, was constantly beholding to somebody. And I'll have to check the actual facts on this because this was many years ago. but. My recollection, and I am getting older now, so sometimes the memory fails me, but is that initially puppy raiser contact was not encouraged or facilitated because it was just one more person that a blind or visually impaired person would have to be beholden to, to, to be, you know, to thank. Just one more person that they had to, oh, thank you for everything you've done. This is kind of outdated in my mind. Things have changed with regard to that. I am, and, and again, this is just my own personal opinion, I am very glad to thank anyone who has done something wonderful for me, as I appreciate when someone thanks me for what I've done for them. And that's in, in general terms. I do agree with the seeing eye with regard to interaction between razor and graduate, especially in class. The relationship between dog and handler is so very new that we haven't even been with these dogs two weeks yet. And if you think about reintroducing someone back to the dog that he or she truly loved, it's the, the new relationship is so fragile, and especially when we talk about these shepherd dogs. And it's not always just the shepherds, but shepherds in general, can take a little longer to turn over. 
that, that was very evident with my last dog. Now Astro, he, he's, he's been more affectionate to me and has shown me some interest, more so than my last dog at this point. <laughs> he's really enjoying that bone. Um, but if you can imagine reintroducing that individual or those individuals that the dog knew for a year, up to a year and a half, and absolutely loved. It can really throw some confusion into your mix. And so I do have to agree with the seeing eye on that policy. I have talked with many folks who have been through graduations or celebration days and found them to be wonderful. Um, and so I am certainly in no way criticizing or bad or saying anything negative about that situation. This is just really coming from me. And being someone who has never been through that kind of thing, I realize that I don't have a full and complete knowledge of how a graduation or a celebration day is conducted. I just really think it is best while we were in class that we focus on our learning and our relationship with our dogs and not on how we are going to interact with a puppy raiser who certainly deserves a heartfelt thank you for all that they do. Um, now, where I do disagree with the seeing eye, and I must be strong when I tell you that this is absolutely my opinion, absolutely coming from me. I do feel that if both parties agree, meaning puppy raiser and graduate, after six months or maybe even as long as a year, that if both parties are in agreement, they should be able to, you know, share emails. And, and that's just my opinion. I, I, because certainly if one party is, is not in favor, then the other will have to be respectful of that. Um, but that's just, that's just my take. Now, being that I am a puppy raiser, or I was, a certain puppy is fussing, and am I ignoring you? I am, because I'm talking to everybody in tail talk world. <laughs> um, I have known my last few dogs puppy raisers. And it has been a wonderful experience. But, it, you know, we did not get in contact until later. And it was great. It was fun. Now, that being said, I have, unfortunately... Not so much with the seeing eye because of their policy, but with some other schools, I have heard some difficult stories as well. So I guess I can see why the seeing eye has set things up the way they have. They're just trying to prevent any unfortunate complications that could arise from this situation. We could probably get 20 to 30 graduates from different schools in a room and sit around and discuss this and everyone would have his or her own viewpoints, some of which would be in agreement with me and others would be in disagreement. And so sometimes it's just best to set a policy such as what the seeing eye has done to keep things uh, just calm, mellow, and focused on what was, is really important and that is the working relationship with your dog. Puppy raisers are awesome. I would love to continue raising puppies for the seeing eye. I feel that's the least I can do for all they've done for me. 
Unfortunately, I can't talk them into setting up a puppy club in Florida. I have a feeling that several coordinators would absolutely love in December, January, February, maybe even March, would love to come down and supervise that, you know, club. But unfortunately, not going to happen. So if I do decide to raise a puppy, it'll have to be either for the Florida school or the guide dog school um, freedom that it, uh, is located in upstate New York but has an instructor that lives in Florida who would also be very happy to allow me to raise a puppy. So I will not uh, look into that at this time because it's the relationship between Astro and I that is very important and that I will continue to work on and solidify before I would take on a little wiggly puppy <laughs> into our home and environment. So I think that for this evening, that is going to be it. Um, I, I'm doing laundry. Yes, indeed. Got to do that laundry thing. So Astro and I went down and had fun doing our laundry. And well, after park time, I'll go back and see if it's ready to put in the dryer. And then tomorrow will be another day. And tomorrow, I think I might be headed off to church with one of the instructors here. That'll be fun. And I am looking forward to visitors tomorrow afternoon. And I think tomorrow night, we're going to be headed out on a night routine. Now, you might wonder, coming from someone who is totally blind, why on earth would I need to go out at night? Well, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, we'll discuss it. <laughs> so tomorrow's podcast might be a bit later than usual, but uh, we'll have some fun and have some fun talking about nighttime travel with the puppy dogs. So I hope everyone's having a great Saturday. I hope you had an awesome St. Patrick's Day. I know it's a stinking Irish accent. <laughs> I wore my only green shirt, and that's exactly what it said. It said, this is my only green shirt. <laughs> so, everyone, have a wonderful evening, and I look forward to talking with you again tomorrow. So until then, this is Vicki with Tail Talk. Have a great evening. God bless you.